0: Hi, listeners, welcome back to Motivate, the Motivation and Inspiration Podcast. I'm your host, Dahi D, and today's guest is Dr. Miles Monroe. Miles Monroe gives a fantastic speech, and the biggest thing that stands out to me is that success is a predictable outcome. Miles gives a bunch of rules that kind of lay out how it's predictable, but that it's easier to achieve than you think, once you, if you do X, then you get Y. And he really breaks down what that really means. He, he basically says there are rules that we didn't create, that the creator created or whomever someone created, right? And basically with these rules, if you follow them, then you can see observable success, right? If you, and, and one of the things he, he mentioned, like if you have sex and you get pregnant, then you have a baby, right? It's, it's that simple. If you didn't have sex, then you wouldn't get pregnant. Right. So that's an example of existing rules that kind of stand out to me that, hey, if you just focus on if you want to be successful and you just focus on the rules that you create and follow, you'll absolutely be successful it is a predictable outcome like he said and that's a really fantastic thing dr Monroe gives several guiding principles in this speech and without further ado i'll turn it over to him i hope you guys enjoyed the show and thanks for listening
1: we're going to talk about how to succeed in times of crisis and tough times the kingdom keys to personal success and prosperity i'm going to give you four of these keys tonight that i live by everyone wants to succeed nobody wants to fail in life and i also emphasize that success is predictable you can predict failure and success and there's a reason why everything in life was designed and created to function by laws and therefore laws make life predictable laws make life simple the success of a product protects the reputation of the manufacturer success is not what you've done compared to what others have done success is what you've done compared to what you knew you could have done or you should have done so success has more to do with fulfilling your assignment and your purpose than it has to do with beating someone else in a race so success in life is discovering two things your purpose and your assignment success therefore is fulfillment and completion of your purpose purpose is the reason why a thing was created a trumpet is successful when it blows a note so a trumpet on display in your home is not successful it's beautiful it's a nice place to put it but it's a failure why because the purpose for a trumpet is to blow a note not for display so purpose determine success and this is why most people are failing in life they have not captured yet what they were born to do what's important to life is are you doing what you were born to do now in Matthew chapter 13 Jesus talked about when you live in a kingdom your success is related to some keys and he calls them secrets and he said the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you those secrets are called keys in Matthew 16 verse 19 he says I will give you the keys plural of the kingdom there's no key to the kingdom there are keys of the kingdom why is this so important he says, because these keys open up heaven or close heaven they open up life or close life in other words keys are determining whether you live a lockup life or an open life whether you succeed or fail now what are keys Keys are laws, principles, or precepts. They are systems that you use. That's what Christ meant when he used the word keys. Keys are systems or laws by which everything functions. Here's some things about principles and laws that you need to remember. Number one, principles and laws are universal. That is important because that means you don't need to change your country to be successful. A lot of people think if I can just make it to a certain country, I'll make it in life. I have gone to countries where people have left their homes and today they are sweeping the streets in that country. and They have a lower job in that country than they had in their former country. Believe me, it's not a matter of where you are located. The issue is, do you know the laws of success? Secondly, principles and laws are permanent. That means they are the same for Moses as they are for you today. Number three, principles and laws work everywhere and anywhere laws work for people if the people work the laws number four principles and laws are not partial that means laws don't work for certain race of people and then don't work for some other race of people laws work for all people number five principles and laws guarantee success and this is why again success is predictable you can guarantee results if you follow the laws if you are failing in your life. Try and study what laws you are violating. If you are succeeding in life, study the laws you are obeying. There's no mystery to life. And most of us are hoping to succeed in life and don't understand the laws that are established by God to succeed. Principle number six, principles and laws never can be broken. You cannot break a law. The law breaks you. It's like running a red light, hoping you won't get an accident. So if you want to be successful, don't try to take shortcuts. Don't try to find your way of doing things. There are laws established in life by the creator that everyone have to follow and anyone who follows those laws have the same results. Point number seven principles and laws are inherent and their judgment is inherent. That means that you don't need to be punished. If you violate a law, the punishment is in the law. If you put your hand in fire, no one has to burn you. You violate a law, you get burned. And so it is with everything in life. God doesn't really judge us. The laws he built into life judges us. You have sex, you get pregnant, who do you blame? That leads to point number eight. Principles and laws protect the product. When you obey the laws laid down by the manufacturer, you don't need to worry about protection. They protect you. So guilt comes when you break a law because you're no longer protected by that law. I want to just read this verse again. Let's read Deuteronomy 8 verse 17. You may say to yourself, God says, my power and the strength of my hand has produced this wealth for me. But you must remember the Lord your God. It is he who gave you the ability to produce wealth to confirm his covenant that he made to your fathers. God is not against you becoming wealthy, but he wants you to remember where it came from. Secondly, this verse tells us how to become wealthy and wealth in this verse doesn't come from God in the sense that God gives you money. Read it carefully. What does God give you? The ability to produce. Wealth comes from finding your ability to produce something. The first command that God gave man was to work. Work shows them in the Bible before a woman. That's because a man needs work before a woman. Work is a law. That means anything that stops you from working violates a law. So if you want to get something without effort, you're violating a law. That's why God doesn't like beggars. A beggar is somebody who wants something without effort. Let me quote the King David says, I have never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed beg for bread. Notice the condition righteous. What is righteous? Staying in line with the laws. He said, if you stay in line with the laws, you will never be a beggar. Why? A beggar is not a worker. And the first law God gave man was to work. Matter of fact, let's read it. Genesis two fifteen. And the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden. And he commanded the man to what? To work and to care for him. The word work is the word Eragon in Greek and Hebrew. And the word actually means to become. The word work also means to work out something. To become what you are. So when God told Adam, work. He was telling Adam, become what's trapped on the inside. So work is not something that the government provides. You're looking for jobs. That's why you're broke. You're waiting for some investor to come and give you a job. Ladies and gentlemen, remember that work has to do with finding who you're supposed to become. I am successful because I am becoming something. Work is like a seed becoming a tree. Most people go to a place where they can't become. Why? Because you are restricted by what the job tells you to do and what you cannot do. And this is why most people hate their jobs. Because their jobs actually suffocate their real gift. And so they find themselves hating Monday mornings, going to a place they don't like, and they can't wait to leave it because it's like a bird trapped in a cage for eight hours. Why? Because you are not really working. You have a job. Your job therefore will never be your work because it traps you. Your work can become your job if you find your work in your job. In other words, if you have a job where you are becoming, then you are not on a job. You're going to work. Let me say something very interesting. Jesus said all the time, I work the work of him that sent me. And I came to work the work that the father gave me to do. He never says job. Jesus had a job, you know. His job was a carpenter. His work was redeemer. He said, I didn't come to be a carpenter. I came really to redeem the world. That's my work. And my work is to do what? The will of my father. That's an important statement. What is will? The original intent of the manufacturer who sent me. So work is becoming what you were born to be. And work, therefore, can become your job if you are doing in your job what you were born to do. Your goal in life is not to be employed. The number one promise of your governments is jobs. So your goal is to get a job. The young man here tonight comes out of high school. First thing he's told, go, go get, get a, a job. job. They never say go get a business. The guy who just comes out of college, this lady with a PhD or a master's degree, comes back home. First attempt, gotta find a job. It's as if we believe we were born to be employed. But I want to change your thinking tonight. Write a new word down. You were born to be deployed. Employment means somebody else controls you. Deployment means you release what's on the inside of you. Those who deploy themselves employ others. Deployers employ. If you're tired of being employed, focus on being a deployer. That's where your wealth is. Those who deploy themselves determine their own value. Those who are employed, their value is determined by the one who employed them. So a salary is really someone else's opinion of how much you are worth. When you deploy yourself, you establish your own worth. So a job is employment, work is deployment. Employment prepares you for deployment. Jobs can kill you because you can actually be trapped in a place for 40 years Suffocating your life and living in bitterness and hatred and anger, and you are always irritated because you are in a place you don't want to be and don't like to be, and therefore you hate everybody every day for 40 years. And the Bible says, What bitterness dries up the bones, that means it creates cancer. Yeah, you know when people say this job is killing me. They are correct. So I've come to you in this session to tell you how to be free from your job. So you can find your work because your prosperity is not in your job. Your prosperity is in your work. When you go to a job, always remember this is temporary. I am going to use this opportunity to deploy myself. In other words, deployment activates your gifts and energizes your life, not employment. People who are employed are always complaining. You know this whole stupid job I'm tired of being here these folks don't trust me they don't know what I'm worth they don't understand me I, well, I, I hate this place they're they not I'm supposed to be a grace how come I'm getting no raise I, I ain't getting promoted I mean they spend years just employed and complaining while they are employed and, and the complaint is coming from the fact that their gift is not being activated therefore there's no excitement and no energy in their lives when you go to a place where you can release all the desires and the gifts on the inside you can't wait to get there that's why people who live long are usually those who have found something that they can't wait to do in the morning because it's good for your health your immune system finds strength from a good attitude it protects you from getting sick that means if what you are doing are wearing you out then that's a sign that you are not in your work a person who is in their gift hates sunsets why they want the day to be longer because they can't wait to stay in what they're doing. But if you can't wait for five o'clock, you want your clock from three o'clock till five. That means you are not in your work yet. You are on a job. You are employed and not deployed. Deployment is the use and the serving of your natural gift to the world. They asked Michael Jackson, why do you love singing so much? He said, because singing is me. It is me. That's it true. Is me. Remember work is what you want. It's becoming what you are. Singing is not a job to a real singer so when you find your gift when you find your deployment you actually find the gift you serve to the world and the world will pay you for being yourself most people are depressed when they get fired because they did not think beyond their jobs therefore you cannot put your hope in a job the company you work for the minute you hit 65 they already start singing the hymns rescue the perishing care for the dying why you 65 they already see the young guy come out of college who want to actually work for less the older you are the more expensive you are to the company so So wake up and think beyond your your job job. that means that the solution to your future success is not in the job you have it's in what you're thinking beyond the job you got laid off or they only got you on two days work you realize your future is being attacked by the fact that they laid you off so you got to cut back on your standard of living maybe even lose a car and lose a house why because your future you put in your job the future is in the one who holds the job don't ever allow an organization to be your hope every job is temporary no matter how much they praise you and love you you better think they that position because they will tell you bye-bye Bye. you should read the book of daniel sometime daniel made himself so valuable the king said he was an excellent worker and no one wanted to get rid of Daniel. There are some people who can't wait till you leave. Why? You're not an asset. You are a deficit to the company. There are supervisors praying for you to resign. When there's a downsizing taking place in an economy like this, the first place they let go is the one who caused all the problems. They are happy for the crisis. Why? Finally can get rid of you legally and give a reason for it because you made yourself a nuisance. But if you make yourself indispensable by serving your gift with quality and becoming more and more valuable by solving problems for people, they won't let you go. The key to becoming prosperous is solving problems. You are kept for the problems you solved. You are let go for the problems you create. People ask me all the time, how you doing? My answer is I'm a solution, not a problem. And I mean that. And I find problems that you can solve and then solve them. Don't look for a job, look for a problem. People looking for money, don't look for money, look for a problem you solve problems you get paid so that's different between your job and your work never confuse your job with your work why your job is what they train you to do your work is what you were born to do your job is your career your work is your life assignment your job is your skill your work is your gift they could fire you because they don't need your skill but they can never fire your gift it goes with you our problem is our cultures have not trained us to find a gift. They train us to find a job. So they tell you, go get a skill. Remember those words? Problem is, your skill is dispensable. If I've been using your skill for 20 years and now you are making $20,000 a year, and a young guy came out of college with a more refined skill in your area, he only wants 25, you're gone. In other words, skills are dispensable. But gifts can never be taken away. You can retire from your job, but you can't retire from your work. I've never seen a fish who says, I tired swimming. I retire. I don't, I, I don't swim no more. I've never seen a bird that says, I, I retire from flying. I've never seen a seed that says, I retire from bringing forth a tree. In other words, you never retire from your gift. You can retire from your skill. You're a skillful secretary, but they don't want secretaries. So your skill has become your curse. The people don't want your skill. Think beyond your job. Your future is in your seed gift, it's not in your job. In the gift that you
0: have hey it's me again thanks for listening to the show if you like this episode and want to hear more just like it subscribe and tune back in Monday through Friday to hear more of the show thanks for listening again and have a great day